Welcome to the Pathfinder Breakthrough to Organizational Excellence. I'm your host, Jay Graves. And today we have our very own Ann Pinnell, who's an expert in corporate and personal communication. So we're going to talk about diversity of thought and how it relates to organizational excellence. And welcome to the Breakthrough. Thank you, Jay. It's great to be here. Congrats on your new podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thanks for being a part of it. Absolutely. So how did you get inspired on this topic here? I know it's something that that, uh, you're very passionate about. Well, communication in general, my background is speech language pathology. So as a therapist working with individuals who had communication difficulties, I began to appreciate that, you know, outside of the medical arena treating a patient, we can all do better (laughs) with our communication skills. And my passion helping non-native English speakers is what took me out of the medical side. And I opened up my own business focusing on non-native English speakers and helping them maximize their communication. So through pronunciation, accent reduction, and developing their executive presence, an executive presence they were comfortable with in uh, North American business model is where I began to focus Clarity Speech Coaching, which is my business. Great, and so um, particularly with the uh, diversity of thought, you know, I know that as a partner in Pathfinder and as a, as a colleague, you know, we really focus heavily on on you know, communication, right? Because communication is really the foundation for change. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in relation to diversity of thought, you just wrote a article on this and you're going to be publishing that here soon. Um, so what kind of drove you to that? Well, October is Global Diversity Awareness Month. So we all like to think we embrace other cultures in the context maybe of our personal travel, uh, strengthens our understanding of the world and gives us perspective. But when we become honest with ourselves and think of diversity of thought and culture at a company level and really opening our minds to new viewpoints, appreciating cultural differences, I, I am certain that we can all do better in that area. Gotcha. And so what are kind of, you know, I know, I think we've talked in the past and you've said that telling people to listen might sound a little Pollyannish, but mm-hmm. it's actually not. Tell me a bit more about that. Sure. So active listening, you know, being heard and understood is essential for all of us, whether it's in our, our marriage, our friendships, and in a work environment, having a colleague really listen and respond to your needs can help put forth problem solving, collaboration, creativity, all of that thrives. And there's this beautiful cascading effect when people feel that their viewpoints are accepted and that they are readily able to communicate them. Mm-hmm. So communicators in general help people find their voice, advance dialogue, dig beneath the surface. They have to really ask the hard questions, but to be able to communicate well, you really also first have to be a great listener. And I say it all the time. 
you know, without being able to listen, you will never be successful as a public speaker. You have to listen to your audience, understand the environment that you are entering into to have a conversation. And like I said, it seems straightforward to, to listen. Oh, just go listen. That will solve all the problems. The point is, know how tempting it is to cut someone else off mid-sentence. And we all know how bad that feels. So if you're speaking in an environment where you know you would be heard and you would be able to freely share an idea or a solution, think about the difference in productivity as well as, again, just putting forth innovative solutions. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, one of the things that's interesting you know, prior to this, I led a large sales team and, and salespeople sometimes by nature want to do a lot of talking. They want to do a lot of selling and they feel like activity, you know, and sometimes we, we did that ourselves as managers for years. We, we measured activity. And so, you know, we may have kind of sparked this, this group of talkers. But one of the things I used to tell people is, you know, you have two ears and one mouth. And those two ears mean you should be listening more than talking typically in these situations. So, you know, when it comes to active listening, right? I mean, it's just really important that you discipline yourself, that you, when you want to jump in on something and sometimes you can see it and we're not always perfect, right? You know, we all do it, but having that discipline to be able to say, oh, I want to jump in on that. But, you know, at that moment you stop listening, right? And that's something I would tell people, you know, in sales situations is, you've just now stopped listening. You might miss out on something or you may have interrupted a train of thought that could have gone somewhere really, really good for you. And so I guess, you know, it's the same thing for leaders, right? You know, if they're saying I'm listening to my people, but in their mind, they're really thinking about what they need to deliver or what it is they want to say, or, you know, maybe the marching orders that they're trying to, that they know that they have to give, if they really don't actively listen, they're not going to be successful. That's very true. And the term diversity of thought, it's also called cognitive diversity of thought. Different cultures think, problem solve, express themselves differently. So when people think of diversity and inclusion in the workplace, unfortunately, it might mean hiring people that look different from each other or bringing in people from different parts of the world. That's the start of it. But unless you really accept the broader appeal of having a, a deeper t- team base or a, a deeper group of colleagues, you know, having creative communication with their ideas, it has to be, it has to go beyond the surface. Mm-hmm. So the benefits of having that diverse group and the diversity of thought, your leadership really needs to be able to facilitate and manage productive discussion. So that's where an investment in, you know, they're called soft skills, but really they're life skills. People being able to actively listen and then communicate what they just heard, facilitate a discussion allow others to speak and ask questions and have a safe environment. Um, You talk a lot about psychological safety Mm -hmm. that really starts with going beyond the surface of just, just the concept of diversity. 
Yeah, very true. I mean, you know, we're obviously very big proponents of having diverse organizations and, and, you know, there's certainly, it's just the right thing to do, but then there's certainly the innovation that comes with that. And, you know, let's face it, a lot of businesses that, you know, we work with and that we speak with are uh, international in nature. And so they're going to have people from all over the world, which is great because it gives you that opportunity to share best practices. And, but if you're not able to communicate well, and you're not an active listener, then you miss out on a real opportunity to get that out of your employees and your colleagues and your workforce, right? Absolutely. So, you know, at Pathfinder, all of us as partners really advocate for embracing a business culture where there are open minds and viewpoints, appreciating cultural differences, and just understanding that the outcome will be innovation, creativity, uh, increased thought and expression, just like any other form of variety. So many of these companies already have that within their organization, but it's just not being tapped into or applied. So there has to be a way to unleash everyone's full potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so, you know, if not everybody is going to be, a, a, you know, a, a, is going to work with us. So, you know, but people who listen to this podcast, I mean, we want to share best practices with them and we want to set people up for uh, success. And, um, you know, so what are some of the techniques, you know, as we work with people and as you work with clients, you know, what are some of those techniques that you would recommend uh, people do so that they can, uh, make progress in this area? Sure. So it starts with non-judgmental listening, really being aware of any unconscious biases that you have. That's the first part of it. And then engaging in what's called active listening. So that's truly listening with the intent of understanding the whole message of what's being said. So you're going to allow someone to speak without interruption and the end game would be new understanding between both parties. So you're, you're creating a space where the speaker will feel that they are truly heard and understood. And if you're looking for some, I guess, techniques or best practices, you know, be attentive, stay focused on what they're saying. You don't want to anticipate what they're going to say next and try to jump in. Really note their verbal and nonverbal language that they're using, body language, facial expressions. Really, this will provide a deeper picture of, of what is going on and how someone feels. Again, keeping your attitude in check. If you're upset about something, you still have a responsibility to understand where the other person is coming from. Personal preferences or beliefs, again, having an awareness of those going into a tough conversation. And if you don't understand what's being said, ask for clarification, refrain from interrupting, and do your best to save assumptions and judgments for the end. Um, part of active listening is, again, letting them know that you're somehow engaged. So that could be nodding. That could be maintaining eye contact as long as comfortable. 
using phrases like, oh, that's interesting, or oh, yeah, I want to hear more about that. And, and be very genuine about it, because it lets the person know that you are truly, truly listening. And I'm not I'm not saying you're going to bring together a room of people from grossly different backgrounds and experiences, and you're going to sit down and engage in some active listening, and that's going to cure everything. But without active listening, you will be hard pressed to, to have an environment where people feel comfortable speaking up and participating wholly in, in finding new, new solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always, we always start off with a survey, right. And, and, you know, it's people have their opinions about their organizations. They may have their preconceived notions, their viewpoints and everything else, but it's so critical that they look at the data, you know, during those sessions, right. And, and listen to what we're reading back to them of what their organization has said. And, you know, that's, that's, I think what's, what's key in thinking about mm-hmm. the start of this, you know, if they're not very good at that, you know, that this is something where it's, it's an opportunity to say, Hey, listen to your organization here. You may have one viewpoint of things, but you know, one of the things I found as a, as a corporate leader is when you get immersed in something, you start to put blinders on and you have to realize that you have blinders on and that you, sometimes you get too deep or you get, you know, well down the path of your own thought. And if you don't take that step back and listen to your organization, whether that be through, you know, an open town hall Q and a, or, or, you know, some small group, you know, coffee talk or, you know, a survey, you know, whichever it's, it's feedback, right. And it's information. And so, you know, applying that active listening is, is critical. And then being attentive. I think that's something that's so key right now is we are working remotely mostly. And so, you know, we're distracted. We have dogs barking. We have, you know, some of us, you know, like yourself, you're, you're, a, you're now a part-time teacher you know, in the morning, right? And, Very true. You know, and, and we've got, you know, then you just have life. Like, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. I got to do this. You know, somebody's speeding down my road. What's that noise, you know, going on? It's so easy to be distracted right now because we're not in these, you know, in these office environments. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's even, it's even probably more important to force yourself to be an active listener and to, and to try to find ways of, of, of blocking things out. Mm -hmm. I I assume, right. That's a great point. And we had talked briefly about town halls and they are still alive and well in the world of virtual and remote learning. So something that we advocate for is more of a bottom up approach you know, really crowdsourcing questions and asking employees and team members in advance of your meetings, what concerns they have, what their perceptions are, if they could um, explain in simple terms what this new policy may mean. You know, it's shocking to the, the upper level, if you're going from the bottom up, you know, the perceptions out there within within your group and the candor that you may get from these types of surveys or question and answer that will truly allow for a more productive meeting. It will allow people to feel that their opinions matter. You will be able to speak directly to people's concern, especially in more of a crisis management or change management situation. And you can be sure that your content's very relative 
relevant, excuse me, um, to what's happening in, in real time. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to say, and you know, I, I, I really look forward to your article coming out. You always are very so thoughtful on everything that you put together. And, you know, just thinking about the fact that it is, um, you know, Global Diversity Awareness Month and the fact that we work with such diverse organizations um, that the companies are out there are becoming more diverse, whether that's even just within our own borders or, you know, diversity from a global perspective. You know, we have people from all over the world, you know, in, in our organizations. I mean, I worked for a, a Swiss company myself, you know, in, in the past, and we had colleagues from all over the world that would sit around the table and and have discussions about where we wanted to steer the organization. And, and I think this is so crucial uh, to organizations and companies that they really that they're really aware of this, first of all, right? That they're aware of this, you know, diversity and thought. And that as leaders, it's it's upon us to make sure that we're fostering an environment where they can people can can speak up and speak out in their own way and and, and be heard. And that you're truly receiving what's being heard and then you're able to act upon what's being heard in a truly genuine fashion. So I, I really look forward to your your article and you know, I appreciate the, uh, the couple of minutes here to be able to talk about it and talk through the subject. Well, thank you for having me. And again, diversity will broaden a company's appeal to a wider client base. But when you really support that diversity of communication with the people you already have and allowing for those ideas to come through, you're, you're encouraging diversity of professional excellence and leadership. So um, it's all about communication, all about communication. That's right. It's the foundation for everything. And and thank you so much. Again, welcome to the breakthrough. And I look forward to not only the article, but our next conversation and our next opportunity to share your thoughts with our listeners. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. 